This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 19, Queen of Smash. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. You have quite a treasure there in that Horodric cube. From the far reaches and burning depths of sanctuary comes Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo podcast. It's beginning to feel like some great evil is permeating the air around here. Now, your hosts, Nevik, Breja, and Jen. Stay a while and listen. Welcome to episode 19 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Friday, July 13th. Ah! And I am your host, and I am joined by my two co-joeys in the proverbial Don Forge pouch. Brasia, how are you tonight? Great, until you reminded me it was Friday the 13th. That's okay, I'm <laughs> underneath the bridge, uh, a ladder, I have a black cat sitting next to me. I'm all set for the show. You're, you're keeping a watchful eye out with the uh, shard of a mirror that you just broke not too long ago? Exactly, and I see a hockey mask in the window. I'm okay. Oh, that's not good. No, no, we're yeah. all set. <laughs> and Jen, how are you? I'm doing much better this week than I was last week. I fought off the sinus infection, and I'm breathing, and life is good. I'm very, very glad to hear that. Yay. So, uh, we, we will kick off the show as we have been for the past couple weeks, uh, and we'll, we'll start off with Jen again. Um, Jen, how, what, what have you been up to in-game? Not a whole lot, because I've been, I've been having a really crazy busy week, but I've been playing my Barbarian. Good. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean and I still haven't quite gotten our schedules to sync up this week, so I haven't touched the Demon Hunter in a long time, which is kind of sad. Um, but the Barbarian is now at level 21. I'm still in Act 2 of Normal. haven't gotten anywhere beyond that yet. Um, I just finished... I don't know how spoilery it is. I finished a quest that's seem like a big deal, but I don't know if I say it if it's too spoilery or not. It's, it's fine. I mean, go mo- for it. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so um, I just finished the quest where you go and you collect the head of Zoltan Cool and you bring it back to Adria. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they summon him and he's this creepy looking dude. That's where she's at. That's where my barbarian is at right now. Got a couple of achievements, which was fun. I got the, there's one called I Got What You Need, which is like <laughs> what the goblins say in World of Warcraft. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's when you get um, you have to get a Templar relic, an Enchantress focus, and a Scoundrel token. Um, you have to have collected up all of those things. You don't necessarily have to equip them with it to get the achievement. Just when you find it, right. it seems to pop up, which is kind of weird. Um, let's see. I got the Jewel of the East, where you explore all of Chaldeum. I didn't even know that was an achievement that popped up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Exploration <laughs> achievements, right. And a couple of them were just events, which um, I don't really want to go into because I don't want to spoil it for somebody who hasn't randomly come across the little you know, events that don't always pop up. But I got a couple of those, having a pretty good time with that. Um, let's see. I think that's about it, actually, as far as the game. What are you doing in-game, Nevik? 
Uh, what haven't I been doing? Um, okay, well, last show, I had barely touched my wizard. And, uh, that, that was because I was playing my barbarian. And, well, this show, let's flip that around. I haven't even touched my barbarian at all <laughs> in the past two weeks. And I've been playing my wizard. The main reason was, uh, it's just, I, I felt... I felt so conflicted because I was spending so much time on the Barbarian and I was having so much fun farming with him in Act 1 Inferno that I was like, but I don't have any magic find gear for him. And I, I had a set of magic find gear for my wizard, so I was like, you know what, I, I need to I need to figure out figure out my stuff, get my wizard going, and you know, just just, you know, shake shake things up and get Act one inferno on farm status with my wizard, so that that's what I set out to do. Um, I did get sidetracked a little bit. I uh, I started a demon hunter because uh, you know I was I'm I'm, cu I'm curious about that you know close quarters combat uh, build. I mean obviously you can't do that right away, but I was like, okay yeah let's do this. And uh, by level twelve I was like. Oh my goodness! When does this get more interesting? Really? Aww. Well, he here's the thing: with the wizard, and with just about any other class, you know, um, you you can do all your abilities no matter what kind of weapon you have equipped. But with the demon hunter, not so much the case. You have to have like a ranged weapon in order to do your ranged attacks. So mm. that was kind of a bummer. And it also meant, since I hadn't, you know, saved, saved anything for, for my Demon Hunter, that I was completely reliant on either drops or going to the auction house, which, mm. which is what I ended up doing, you know. I, you, you can find really cheap equipment for, you know, for these really low levels. In fact, I think I picked up a bow that was, like, maybe double or triple my DPS, for like 400 gold. <laughs> I was oh like, yeah. I was like, oh, wow. I was like, okay, done. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Yep. So yeah, I I mean, I I did get sidetracked with my demon hunter just a little bit, but I got back to my wizard, and the one problem that I was having was uh, basically champions and elite packs were not easy for my wizard. I mean, I wasn't really dying too much with my previous build, and that that was where I was still using Ice Armor and the Ray of Frost with the Sleet Storm rune. And I I loved that build. I absolutely loved that build, and I didn't want to I didn't want to change from it. You know, I, I I wanted to make it work. But uh I was having trouble, you know, with just certain packs and it, that that was making it not quite as efficient or fun to play my wizard, and that's kind of why, in the first place, I started playing my barbarian a little bit more. But anyways, I, I digress. Um, so I switched things up. I, I've been reading the uh, forums over at uh, Diablo fans and also the Diablo Inc. Gamers forums on the wizard, and there's been a number of people, you know, going with the melee wizard build. And they've been doing, you know, a lot of them have been doing different things. I've been seeing some people, like, just using Hydras, and I'm like, but Hydra, you know, that's not really, that's not really in the vein of being a melee wizard. So I was like, that's, that's out. But then uh, I, I heard a lot about using a Meteor with the Star Pact rune, which will reduce its, its cost. Mm -hmm. Essentially, your arcane power cost on it. But... I tried it and it just didn't feel right. I mean, it it crits a lot and the the 
damage over time area of effect that it leaves uh, is nice because each one of those ticks can crit and will also funnel life back to you with your life on hit stuff. But when you're in like the middle of a huge pack, or or say it's a small pack, it it just it didn't feel right, you know, because I had to worry about placement of the meteor, and not on not only on top of that, it was the delay, the delay of the meteor showing up, and I just I wasn't having fun with it, so I was like, okay, well that's not working. But then this other guy posted, uh, he was heralding the, uh, the usefulness of explosive blasts. And I was like, oh, this sounds great. And not on, not only that, but he was also talking about um, using the wave of force with the rune uh, forceful wave. I believe it's the one where it, it drastically uh, reduces the knockback, but increases the damage done by it to 260% weapon yep. damage. So, I tried that out, and I liked it, because my wizard was able to stay mobile and that's what you really need in inferno because sometimes you can't just stand there and go face to face with like a fire chains desecrator uh plagued you know <laughs> jailer you, you'll die it it doesn't matter how good your resistances are you will die if they circle you so i was like all right i i need to stay mobile so both explosive blast and wave of force allowed allowed me to be mobile there was only one problem with using those abilities was they weren't great sources of crit uh, like getting critical hits which then you know translated into my frost nova and diamond skin not being off a of cooldown when i needed them to be so i was like okay well this this it's fun but it's not quite working out so there was this other guy yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I should have written down some of these names, um, but I, it would be it'd be hard to credit these people anyways, because who, who knows who actually came up with the original idea anyways, but you know, I, I digress again. Um, you know that one spell that the wizard has that is pretty much garbage? Um, mm -hmm. Energy Twister? Yeah. Yeah. There is one good rune for that, and that one good rune is Wicked Wind. And it is amazing for a melee wizard. Absolutely amazing. And the reason why it's so great mm -hmm. is it it puts a stationary tornado, and it lasts for, I don't know, five, six seconds? Something like that. But every tick that it does has a chance to crit. So you drop that in the middle of a pack, and all of a sudden you have a you have a great source of, of you know crit critical hits to keep everything off a of cooldown. And then all of a sudden, I was able to spam Frost Nova and Diamond Skin. Like, I would be refreshing Diamond Skin before it even, you know, before I even, before it even fell off. Oh, wow, that's great. Not only on top of that, I, I would also then be able to cast Wave of Force quite a bit as well. You know? there, there, there's only one problem that I'm running into right now, is that when I do get a good streak of crits, I run out of arcane power just from dumping Wave of Force, so I'm going to have to pick up some equipment that has uh, arcane power on crit. But the build is amazing. It it has transformed Act 1 Inferno into farm status for my wizard. Like, not, nothing except for, you know, the occasional bad luck combination of abilities. Um, nothing will kill my wizard now, so... Oh, so that's it's great. It, yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um, I haven't ventured into Act Two since I switched over to Energy Twister, but mm -hmm. um, I, I'm probably going to do that 
maybe tonight, tomorrow, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling the need to go into Act 2 Inferno, because why? I mean, Act 1 Inferno is so super easy, and you have the capability of getting I-Level 63 gear, and I've been getting quite a bit of I-Level 63 gear out of Act 1 Inferno. There's only one problem, 99% of them are complete junk. <laughs> I oh, mean, absolute man. junk. It's, it's actually pretty frustrating and depressing. So it's like, why would I actually want to go into, a, you know, a much harder difficulty, you know, in Act 2 and then Act 3 or Act 4 at that point for, you know, just, just the chance to um, get more junk. <laughs> That's I level 63 and get depressed. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of at a crossroads right now where I'm getting frustrated because upgrades are getting really hard to get. Mm-hmm. Because just the random nature of the of of the drops is just so random that you can get an I level sixty three piece of gear to drop that would be worse than something that you could have worn at level fifty, and that's that's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's too much randomness in the uh, in the just just what can be rolled onto an I level sixty three. I mean, I level sixty three should at at the very least, you know, be as good as a level 60 like i level 60 piece of gear that you could wear at 59 yep <sighs> okay let, let me get off my soapbox be- before this because <laughs> i mean i i already kind of sort of did a blog post about this earlier today about just my frustrations because uh it's it's getting to the point where the only place where i can find upgrades is on the auction house mm-hmm. um, you know but then then there's the problem of can I afford anything? No, not really. I mean, I have over 3 million gold, and I still can't really buy anything. Because, uh, yeah, the inflation on the gold auction house is just... It's getting out of control now. I, I'm seeing more and more stuff go for, like, over 100 million gold. And you're like, wait, what? That's, That's going for, like, 100 million gold? That's ridiculous. But, yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> okay, soapbox time over. End of rant. Um, I, I'm still, I'm still absolutely enjoying the game. I, as as much as I, I may bitch about you know the auction house and, and all that stuff, I, I still really love the gameplay. That's the one thing that's hooked me into this game is the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I mean, where else can I play as a melee wizard, or eventually maybe a you know close close quarters combat? demon hunter and a throwing barb and still be effective so mm-hmm. yeah but let let me turn it over to brazia brazia what have you been up to uh, i've been really busy outside the game so my time in this game has been very limited i've worked on another podcast i'm also you know doing a lot of extra work at work itself so this just been as you know how it can get long weeks last weekend my son and I decided to, to barrel down and say, okay, you know, we're going to finish Nightmare Mode, finally. Well, we got to Diablo, banged our head for like an hour into Diablo, trying to get him down. We were both level 49. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, different combinations we were trying just didn't seem to work out. So what do we do? We went to the auction house. We looked for bargains, and we found items that were really cheap like a thousand two thousand so we just basically bought an entire new set of armor and weapons and went back and did it 
and we actually killed Diablo on level 49, um, yep. both of us. And uh, I I'm just going to kind of go through, I wrote down what we had for our skills, and what was interesting is both he and I are both playing Witch Doctors now. Oh, interesting. Exactly, so it, it was a double uh, Witch Doctor attack. We both were just a little bit different. I decided to try to make sure that I had enough mana and abilities to either slow the adds down in a second phase, right, or to trap them or uh, destroy them, the shadows of ourselves, just to make sure that, that that part was controlled. My son did a bit more on the escape mechanisms and more damage. So kind of the combination between the two of us was actually worked out pretty well. I decided to go with my main attack being spine darts, which I found to be absolutely useless. <laughs> because, I mean, it was just supposed to give me more mana, but I really never ran out of mana. So I yeah. could have done more damage with splinters instead. But that's okay. That's one thing. Then I used uh, Unbreakable Grasp. That basically was like the 80% slowdown speed, which was right. great because I helped to get me out of there. Then I did Zombie Dogs with the final gift. So like it would drop every time they die, almost they would basically drop health globe, which would got us out of a jam a couple times. Then I use sacrifice next of kin, so that when I sacrifice the zombie dog before their cooldown, if they were still some alive, it would basically allow another one to pop up. And so we had a couple of extra ones, which actually ended up giving us a couple of extra health globes after I sacrificed them again good because that helped uh, definitely helped keep us alive that was that was the key was just trying to stay alive on the part uh, then I did uh, devout following of my fetish army so uh, every 90 seconds I had just a quick attack of a bunch of little guys and then I used gargantuan uh, restless giant so that way I had somebody basically to tank for me a little bit right and then my passives were uh, jungle fortitude to reduce damage spiritual attunement for more mana, and then Zombie Handler to basically allow my Gargantuan and Zombie Dogs to live a little bit longer. Have you found that after visiting the auction house that the survivability of your pets got a lot better? Yeah, because they were sharing a lot of, uh, not a lot of the stats, but a few of the stats. Says. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one of the main complaints that I've heard out of the Witch Doctor camp, um, especially in Inferno, is that pet builds are almost worthless in Inferno because oh they, God, they just yes. they, they don't survive at all. Uh, somebody did um, did do a pet build that actually worked. Uh, I'm going to have to track that down now. But um, yeah, that's that's the one thing is that uh, we, we need patch 1.0.4 to come out so that so that they can do some adjusting. Uh, the Witch Doctor is in, in some desperate need of help for Inferno. Um, you know, because if the pets, you know, die in one hit, then, you know, what good are they? They're, they're just more or less, you know, just mirror images of a wizard, except even less worthless. Yeah, and it's a complete waste of a spell then, because now you're taking up an action bar space for a spell you thought would be able to help you out a bit, and really it's useless. <sighs> it just, you know, reinforces the fact that the puke doctor is, you know, just <laughs> the puke doctor. I still like my puke doctor. <laughs> well, my son, my son's um, same exact. Well, his setup during that Diablo fight was uh, the splinters, 
Unbreakable Graph, so we basically were able to pretty much slow Diablo from chasing up anywhere on the map. Because we kind of, we alternated it, he would dro I would drop one as Diablo would come running through. It would slow down, then he would drop the other one just on the other side of it. And so he, basically Diablo had like 40 yards of slow speed, and so that really helped us out. Um, then he used Hex and Hedge Magic, which helped basically, not that it, the Hex did anything really to any of the ads either. Uh, like it normally it would turn him into a chicken. Right. What was helpful was the Hedge Magic, which allowed it to heal us a little bit over time, which really helped out. And then he had Spirit Walk Jaunt, which uh, basically allowed him to escape into the Spirit Realm for a little bit longer. That actually was really good because it was one time that I did die in the third phase, and he was able to kind of use drop. You know, it was really quick thinking on his part. He dropped his unbreakable graph, then hit his hedge magic, and then um, hit John, and was able to basically go from one side of the screen to the other and get and get me out, uh, resurrect me. And it was really good. Then he also had the restless giant. Then he used mass confusion, uh, the paranoia, but he found that that didn't do anything for him. At least not in this fight, because that really you need to have some ads or more ads to do that with. It worked. It was good. Unfortunately, it has like a longer cooldown because it worked when we the first time we had the ad uh, on the second shadow phase. Because like we were grouped together and the shadows came in, he just mass confused. They made him run and they split basically and helped us. So we just burn one down while the other one's still running around. And then he used for his passive zombie handler, like I did, fierce loyalty, and spirit vessel. So, I mean, we were able to get through that. And the best part I'm like, I'm enjoying about Diablo 3 right now is just chatting with people about the game, running some things with people in the game. For example, last night I was talking with Chronic Fatigue a bit, and he was talking about trying to do a melee uh, demon hunter build. He read about it somewhere, and he didn't have all the details, but. Uh, he was, you know, something he was going to start working on, and he understands, like, the fact that mo most of your offensive abilities, pretty much all of them, require you to have some sort of ranged weapon in your hands. But he was just saying, just use, a, like, a regular weapon, not have that left click be anything but an auto attack, which I'm like, ugh, I hope it's a good weapon, because it doesn't seem like it's going to give you anything extra. Yeah, it sounds kind of iffy. But what I like, though, is just the idea that, you know, he is really wanting to get in and try something unique that, you know, forces him to say, okay, what do I, you know, I can't do very much, obviously, unless I have ranged weapons. My auto attack is going to do a lot. But, you know, what other skills can I use to, in combination to either, one, give me greater survivability, or two, you know, allow additional damage, whether it's through traps or, you know, some other method. And I'm like, I, I haven't played the Demon Hunter beyond about a level 20, so I'm not really sure what else there could be in there. But he said he's going to give it a try, and he's going to let us know what's going on with it. That'll be really interesting to see how that rolls. Definitely. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely intrigued me after uh, Light sent in that email, um, well, novella, I, I guess you could call it, of, uh, of his setup. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little long, it but it was interesting. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I, I want, I want to, I, I want to do it, but uh, <laughs> oh man, when does the demon hunter get interesting, Jen? 
I think it's fun from the beginning. I mean, I like it. I think it's cool. I like the whole, like, ranged weapon kind of thing. Because that's how I first started playing Diablo, was, you know, Diablo 1 with the rogue, with the ranged, you know, kind of kind of stuff there. So for me, it's fun from the beginning. I haven't gotten that far because I kind of got stuck because I was playing my Demon Hunter with Sean, and he and I haven't had time for that. I don't know if I want to roll, like, a second little Demon Hunter. Because you need to have, like, there's an achievement for getting two of one class to level 60. So you're going to need two anyway, right? Right. But I don't know if I want to, like, finish the game with the barb first because that's, you know, the one that's the farthest for me right now, just the way it worked out. So I can't quite decide what I want to do next with that. Oh, that just completely reminded me of something else. Um, what was it? <laughs> Maybe two or three nights ago, uh, Murig was like, hey, we're, we're doing some hardcore action. You want to join in? I was like, um, alright, I guess <laughs> so. I, but then I was like, where where are you guys? And he's like, oh, we're level 12, we're, we're helping power level somebody through. I was like, oh, well, uh, I'll try to catch up to you guys. So <laughs> I, got, I, I got a wizard up to level 4 in hardcore, and I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, the fact that uh, um, when, when you go from softcore to hardcore, um, your stash and all your gold doesn't carry over hardcore is essentially starting up brand new yep i i it makes sense but uh i was like oh my goodness i don't know if i want to go through all that pain again <laughs> so i was like well hey i i have a i have a level four hardcore wizard there we go all right <laughs> at least got that far with it yeah <laughs> Yeah, but see, I'm not that far in the game. I'm only in Act 2 of Normal, so if I started another Demon Hunter, it wouldn't be that, you know, that strange. And I'm not going to start with Hardcore, because I want to get at least one character through the game before I start messing with that. Right. So I'd still have access. Like, I keep picking up, like, Demon Hunter stuff, you know? And I don't even know if it's good for my Demon Hunter, because I haven't played her in so long, but I'll see a crossbow and be like, ooh, I need that, you know? And I'll try to, like, put it into my stash somewhere. So there's stuff. I mean, I could do that, but then it's going to slow me down getting farther in the game, you know? So I'm not sure which way to go yet. I, I would say just ditch the, the Demon Hunter and go with your Barbarian. <laughs> do, do what's natural. <laughs> so you don't, you don't like the Demon Hunter anyway, though. <laughs> but... The Barbarian's so much better in, like, every way. It's so much fun. T trust me, do Frenzy with Sidearm because your your Barbarian's, what, level 21? 21. Mm-hmm, just hit 21. Yeah. And then uh, for, for your secondary skill, you will have to um, enable elective mode, um, but you can do Furious Charge. Oh, uh -huh. you, you won't get the Merciless Assault until level 33. That makes... Furious Charge, amazing, because it, the cooldown will be reduced by two seconds for every enemy that you hit with it. So oh, wow. that's that's so much fun. It's just so much fun bouncing back and forth from one side of the pack to the other, and then back again. And it deals 195% weapon damage each time you charge through. So it does so much good damage. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. Now, are you when you're playing your barbarian, are you going with a one-handed weapon and a shield, or are you going with a two-handed weapon? I originally um i i figured that sword and board would be the best option for inferno but um i'm going with the big two-hand mace uh i have one that's uh, 1100 dps on my on my barbarian and i have a 
I'm using Frenzy and Furious Charge, and then I, let's see, I'm using uh, Ground Stomp and Revenge with the, uh, the level 52 rune Provocation, which increases the chance for Revenge to become active, and um, Wrath of the Berserker and War Cry with the, uh, with the Impunity, which increases your resistances as well as your armor. So that, that's my six skills, and... It, oh my god, it's just so much fun. I mean, Wrath of the Berserker is so incredible. Wrath of the Berserker with insanity is... It's ridiculous how overpowered that that ability and that rune is. You, you just deal so much damage. I mean, I was ch I was chewing through champion packs in Act 1 Inferno like butter. It was... Oh, it's just so much fun. I mean, sure, I could still die pretty easily, but it was so much fun. But, uh, yeah. I'll take one of those. So basically you're recommending I keep going with the Barbarian oh, yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Yeah, ditch the Demon Hunter. <laughs> well, I'm not going to ditch the Demon Hunter. I mean, I do want to play with Sean again, you know? I mean, and the Demon Hunter's fun. I like it, you know, but... Or better yet, you you could just, you know, start a wizard. You know, for, forget the Demon Hunter. Just go with the Wizard or Barbarian. Oh, I see. There's where we're going, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to be a traitor, <laughs> might as well go all the way, right? Yep. <laughs> it wasn't my intent to stop playing the Demon Hunter. It just worked out that way. So that's why I'm considering like doing a second one. Yeah. Um, which which reminds yeah. me. I don't D know. Does, well, of course Sean listens to the show because he edits it. Mm -hmm. I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, he kind of. I wonder to. if he's going to have a pinch of guilt after this show. I don't know. Well, it's not really his fault that our schedules have been synced. Oh, up. sure. It's it just kind of the way things have been. You know? It's always it. it yeah. As. As a husband myself, it's always our fault. So, sorry, Sean. Oh, I don't play like that. You know, <laughs> he knows that. I don't. I don't think that way at right, all. Right, right, um, Brisha. It's always our fault. Yeah. Of course it is. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what world y'all live in. I don't think that way at all. But you know, oh, okay. it, it doesn't help that I tend to stay up writing until like you know, really late at night, and then decide to play. You know, when he's sleeping and has to be at work at seven ish. So. That's true. You do yeah. keep odd hours. I do, mm -hmm. because there's less pollen at night, so that'll work for me. Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, it makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, just you know, go go forward, go forward with your barbarian. You you will not regret it. Barbarian. Um, I let, let me just let me just say, put it this way, you know, <laughs> I almost forgot about my wizard after playing my barbarian. That's how much fun the barbarian is. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. Well, it is the one that's farthest along right now, I think. And yeah, it is. It get, and it just gets more and more fun. I'm sure it's fun. It's fun now. I'm sure it'll still be fun. But I guess uh, it's just hard to not go back to the demon hunter, you know. <laughs> and I I don't know. Maybe maybe I should stick with the barb for now, at least to get through Act Two, and then maybe kind of decide. Okay, what am I doing from here? You know. You know, something like that. Hey, barbarian, it's okay. It's Otherwise, okay. Otherwise, I'm never it's gonna okay. get through the game. It's okay. You can you can play as a barbarian, <laughs> guilt-free. Come on, it's it's fine. It's fine. Don't Embrace. worry, we won't tell anybody. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, no except, peer pressure except for here you know all, all of our cow. listeners. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not that I'm not gonna play Demon Hunter. It just didn't work out that way so far. As much just imagine as how much easier it will be to do haikus as a barbarian. Just be smash, 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 you know? Just smash for, <laughs> for all of your haiku. 
<laughs> yeah, it'll sound like, you know, haiku written by the Hulk. Great. Yeah, that'll work. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we do have some email. Queen of Smash. <laughs> the Queen of Smash. <laughs> Oh, I think I think we may have just <laughs> named named our show for tonight. Um, but uh, be, before we go into our email, I did want to remind everybody of our sponsor, which is Audible. You can go to oh man, I was just about to say you know, our old our old trial link. Uh, it's bit.ly/sspbook. That's just the kind of night it is um, where I'm thinking of of the way that I used to always do the Audible ads. But anyways, Audible is amazing. I, I have been keeping my subscription going, and it's it's just great. You, you get digital editions of the Wall Street Journal and New York Times, and you get a credit every month that you stay subscribed with, with uh, Audible. And you can use that credit on over 100,000 audiobooks. It, it, it doesn't matter. I mean... Obviously, your first choice is probably going to be, you know, Nate Kenyon's Diablo III: The Order. But then after that, you know, the world's your oyster. You know, but let, let's say you're, you know, you you really love, you know, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, or, you know, or say you like Stephen King. Audible's got got you covered pretty much, unless you want more Diablo books. We we really got to work with Audible on that at some point. Um, hopefully, they listen to our shows and. Who knows if they do? But if they don't, they should, and get us some more, um, you know, some more um, audiobooks of, of the Diablo series. But anyways, I digress. Like like I said, go to bit.ly/sspbook to get your 30-day trial today. So we have email, and say you wanted to send us an email or an audio selection, audio. Wow, I'm totally off tonight an audio selection yes, an audio selection <laughs> from your audio player yes. I, I don't know um mm, yeah it's just something you recommend off you know out of the blue there or something we didn't get we didn't Sorry. get a mysterious uh joke from mrs b for this show <laughs> I, I wonder what happened there but anyways um you can do you can send us an email to show at shattered soulstone.com and you can you know, it could just be an email. It, it doesn't have to be a super long one. Uh, or it could be, you know, an audio, if, if you feel comfortable with, or if you have a headset or recording equipment, whatever. Um, if you don't have, if you don't have software, you can go and you can go out there and get Audacity if you're using PC. Um, well, Windows-based, I should say. If you're using a Mac, if you're using a Mac, GarageBand comes with it, so you're already set. Yeah. You just need a, you know, you just need a microphone. Yeah, here we go again, you know, with the the whole Apple snobbery. <laughs> yeah, hey, we got GarageBand out of the, you know, straight in the OS itself. It's so awesome. But anyways. It's convenient. <laughs> it was convenient when I first learned how to podcast by myself, and it was just right there. I was like, okay, yeah. easy. But yeah, you, you, can, you can go download Audacity, and it's free. Uh, I do recommend that you get the beta version of it and download the... Um, there's a add-on. I, I haven't gone there in a while. I don't remember the exact links. But there's one where you can get... Um, it's a... Uh, I can't... It, it's a plugin, essentially, that allow you to drag MP3s into your Audacity um, projects. So, so that way you can lay bed music if, if you feel more comfortable having bed music behind, behind your voice. I do recommend that you drop the the gain on that, though. Um, that, that way we can still hear you. Anyways, th- this isn't an Audacity uh, podcasting. <laughs> podcasting one-on-one, right? Here. Yeah, yeah. I, I just figured, you know, some of our listeners, they, they've been joining us for our gaming nights, so maybe they would like to send us an audio. And 
but maybe they don't know how to, so uh, maybe I should take it upon myself to do a blog post about that for our website. Maybe I'll do that. Yes. Yeah. All right, so now that I have homework, Brasia, would you like to read the first email from... Uh, from I, I, I do believe this guy loves Neil Diamond. I absolutely loves him. So, Brasia, take it away. Absolutely. I'm going to do my homework in class right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the email from Rillandoon. Dear Stoners, thank you for answering my previous email. However, I must vehemently protest your calling upon the evil one. <laughs> the evil one. The source of all that is dark and unholy in this world. The bane of life and happiness. The one whose name alone makes puppies cry and kittens explode in pools of fire. I am, of course, referring to... Nevik. <laughs> That's not what it says in the no, email. No, he's referring no. to Neil Diamond. However, I shall look overlook that grotesque attack upon my sanity. Because I so very much love you all and your show. Except Nevik, of course. <laughs> He's just okay. Oh, that's fine. I have another quick question for you. While leveling my Demon Hunter, I had a Barbarian Legendary Weapon drop. Because of this, I started leveling a Barbarian and I fell in love with the class. Sorry, Jen. I still love the Demon Hunter as well. <laughs> I can't blame you there. I seem to have been playing the uh, barbarian too. So. Yeah, it's a it's a trend. Just just go go with it. Yeah, go with it. <laughs> well, Brillin dude says I have yet to find a two-handed weapon that comes anywhere close to the damage I am getting from the dual wielding one-hander. So his two questions are: first, is there anything I am losing by dual wielding versus? the use of a two-hander, as in the type of coefficient on my skills that I'm not aware of for certain procs. Keep keep reading. We'll, we'll okay. answer the questions once once we finish the email. Sounds great. I, I, yeah, I, th I think that's just the way that we'll go with reading emails going forward. Alright, okay, that works for me. Um, secondly, using WoW as a reference point for weapon mechanics, does it matter which one-handed weapon is in the main hand versus the offhand? Does speed play a factor or the minimum and maximum damage. That's all for this email. I'm certain I'll have more questions as I continue to level. I have grown so fond of D3 at this point that I've barely played WoW at all. And just in case, if certain someone thinks I'm not paying attention while I play <laughs> D3, I would like to point out that I neither watch TV nor listen to podcasts while in game. I have my headphones on, listening to nothing but game music, which is fantastic by the way and the in-game speech and sound effects. Keep up the great work, donors, and as always, I love the show. Cheers, Rill. Oh, and P.S. If I can't get that god-awful red, red wine song out of my head soon, I'm going to go all Jerry Maguire, freak out, and steal a goldfish. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just remember that it has to stay close to me. The bottle of red, red wine. And now it will be in his head again. Yep. <laughs> Just like that. So, okay. So to answer his questions, I I, I don't think I'm uh, totally qualified to answer this beyond a shadow of a doubt. But the, the reason why I'm going with a two-hander with my Barbarian is because I'm kind of stacking the convert's life, uh, the uh, percentage life from damage, because I'm also stacking critical hit damage as well. 
and the whole reason is with a big two-handed weapon you get bigger crits because the high end of your damage range you know like when you have a slow weapon the the maximum damage that the weapon can deal is huge so if you get a crit and you get a good roll on that crit you know you can just do astronomical damage with a two-handed weapon that's that's why i like two-handed weapon with a barbarian it can feel a little clunky because it's a little bit slower it makes all your animations slower which is kind of you know that it has its trade-offs you know the main thing is uh by going with two one-handers one-handed weapons are extremely expensive on the auction house. You can usually get a pretty good two-handed weapon for a lot cheaper than you can get for one one-handed weapon. That's, you know, around the same uh, quality in terms of damage. So, what else can I think of? Um, procs... Uh, yeah, with a slower weapon, obviously, I don't know if the procs are, you know, more based on a proc per minute or if it's just, you know, a certain base percentage. If it's just a base percentage, then obviously the faster weapon will give you more procs. I don't know. In terms of which weapon would be in your main hand if you're using two one-handers, I don't think the offhand damage counts as much. I haven't seen anything definitive on that on the forums. I, Although I haven't really looked for it, Raja, have you seen anything in any of the forms that you've come across that might that might give us a more definitive answer on this? Recently, Blizzard kind of put a little bit more information in their gameplay yeah guide that they posted online. And generally, what they talk about the difference between dual wielding and two-handed. For dual wielding, it aids in fast attacks, resource generation, and ability that have a chance to trigger on hit, attributes, bonuses, and gem socketing. So you kind of get a little bit more with that. But with two-handed weapons, basically you get a high weapon damage attack, critical hits, and area of effect attack will generally be better for you. So what I'm thinking is generally, let's just take a, a barbarian for example. If you use a lot of single damage attacks, then you're going to probably want to do a wield weapon because you'll benefit from like a lot of single damage attack power and speed and more DPS that way but if you're looking to do more AOE attacks then you're probably going to want to make sure you're using your two-handed weapon more often because you're going to generate more critical damages uh, like right. you were talking about earlier with the, the uh, cyclone that you would use for the wizard you put that down, but you want to use a two-handed weapon because that's probably going to give you higher weapon damage as well as the critical hit. Yeah, Energy Twister doesn't have a good damage coefficient anyways, but no. uh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the main thing is um, if, you're go if you're going with, uh, with one-handed weapons and dual wielding, then obviously you're, you're going to want to build for, you know, like life on hit and maybe attack speed even though it's been nerfed almost to the ground <laughs> and uh and just go with you know probably frenzy frenzy is great for a barb especially if you already start off fast and then it just you know it turns into you know like you're just you're you're just like a woodpecker essentially <laughs> with uh but um if you're going with the two-handed weapon then probably what you want to stack is um uh you know your critical hit chance and your critical critical hit damage that way when you do get a critical you're doing massive amounts of damage and then then you can then you can make use of the converts damage to life because uh you know e even though even though the uh 
the nerf when you get into Inferno is 80% on that, which kind of really sucks. But if you're if you're doing you know like a 300 yeah 300,000 damage hit you know e even if you're only getting like one percent of that that's still that's still a good amount of life back all at once. See, I never would have thought of dual wielding weapons with the barbarian yet because I'm you know I'm only level 21 I didn't get that far yet. At that point, I feel like having a shield is a lot better for your armor, so you can, like, live long enough to fight through the mob, you know, hopefully. Yeah. And in that case, it was like, if it was using, you know, if you, I felt like I needed the shield to keep the armor up, and if you go, you know, if you do two-handed, or you do a wield, you lose the shield. If you do a two-handed weapon, you also lose the shield. So I hadn't even thought about doing it that way. Um, maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know, but it's fun for me so far. <laughs> And the only other thing uh, that we haven't mentioned yet is when you're dual wielding one-handed weapons, you do get an automatic 15% haste attack speed. I guess it's a way to balance out just the fact that you're dual wielding. Thankfully, it's not like WoW where if you're dual wielding, you get an automatic, you know, penalty to hit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so much fun as a rogue having to, you know, attain so much hit rating. But anyways, this isn't a WoW podcast. Well, to answer the second question that Rillandune asked was, and you brought it up partly with, with the Rogue and uh, World of Warcraft, you know, there's one of the specs you want to have a slow uh, main hand and a fast offhand. Right. Just because that's how your damage is going to be dealt. Well, you don't necessarily have to do that with Diablo. What you want to do is you want to have, if you're going to dual wield, you want to have the two fastest weapons you can possibly get because that's going to help you with your resource generation because you're going to hit more often. You're not going to do as much damage, but you're going to hit faster. And so if you use a build that requires you to regenerate you know, either hatred or discipline or you know, you're trying to regenerate uh, spirit faster with, uh, the monk, with the monk, yeah, yeah then you're going to want to have very quick you know, two-handed, I mean, sorry, single-handed weapons in both hands. But if you, that's not your build, if your build is to basically just smash all the things, or you're, you know, you're not required to utilize a lot of your uh, resources when you're casting whatever spells you might be using or ability, then you're going to probably want to try to, you know, to kill things with uh, fewer hits, and that's why you, you want to use that two-handed weapon. So I, I think, I, I hope, I hope we decently answered Rill's questions enough. If we did get anything wrong, you know, do, do be mindful. We're, we're not experts of the game. I, I try my best to be as informed as possible, but I'm only one man, and I only have so much time, and I have two children, so... So there goes your time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. besides, you know, this is a community podcast, you know? We, we, we look out for one another, so if we don't have the answers, one of our listeners more than more than certainly will have the answer and will probably write in like Lantonio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there may be more than one answer. You know, I don't think the game is necessarily you have to do it this way all the time and that's all there is to it, you know. Or, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong and I'll get into a higher level and find that out or something. But like I I know some people will play by looking up absolutely all of the information they can locate and making an assessment on how they should do a build or what they what weapons they should use from there. But I kind of just go more intuitively. Like, that's fun. I'll try that. So, I mean, 
I don't know. Like I said, I'm only level 21. I don't know how well that's going to play out as I get higher, but I think that there is going to be a little bit of flexibility in what like the right answer would be for these types of questions. All right, Jen. Well, we have an email from Commander Bird. Would you like to cover that one? I can do that. And let's see. Commander Bird writes, Commander Bird here again, still loving my Demon Hunter and using the Auction House. I switched over with a bow and a quiver after your last podcast. The quiver adds hit chance to rapid fire by two, hit chance plus 3.5, attack speed increase by 11, and increased damage against elite mobs three. I have hit chance at plus 11 now and hit damage at 64. I'm using an enchantress as my follower and she is working for me. I like the skills, powered armor, and focused mind. What followers do you guys like to use, and what skills do you like the best? And that is from Commander Bird. Frazier, what follower are you using currently? Uh, generally, I use my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably true. the best that's right there for you. <laughs> yeah, because you're not playing solo mm-hmm. all that much. But uh... No, but no, when I do play solo, um, with a lot of the range classes, I like to have someone at tank for me, so I'll use a Templar. Mm-hmm. But... I do find that even with the Witch Doctor, I don't necessarily want that. I tend to like to control situations more, and so I'll use the Enchantress. And, you know, basically whether she either slows something down or confuses it or um, sheeps it, basically, I guess is the best way I like to put it. You know, she, she's able to help kind of control some of the mobs for me. And it, it just, I kind of, that's how I like to play the Witch Doctor. I'm struggling in hell because it's not working out like that, but I had the same problem when I started Nightmare. It just didn't have the right combination working the way that I felt comfortable playing it. And I was going to get there. But definitely I'm going to say right now, I love the Enchantress with my Witch Doctor. Any other ranged ones, I will be using the Templar. And I think I've only used the Scoundrel with my Barbarian, but I've only played it a few times. I don't know. Maybe I just don't like the Scoundrel. (laughs) I think you're not supposed to like the scoundrel. Yeah, yeah, know? it's it's true, but well, mm-hmm. I love the scoundrel, and <laughs> you the, would. the whole reason, the whole reason why I love the scoundrel is his uh, aura that gives you three percent crit chance, and that is that is one of the keystones with my wizard's build is I need crit hit chance because uh, if I don't if I'm not critting I'm not you know, refreshing my, my cooldowns on my Diamond Skin and Frost Nova and Wave of Force, so I, I need to crit as much as possible. So I love the Scoundrel. Not only that, but I'm using, like, the multi-shot and the, uh, I, I think I'm using the Poison on, on my Wizard. Um, for the longest time, I was using the Templar just because, he, you know, he was a tank and he could heal, but um, Heals don't help too much sometimes in Inferno. Um, usually, if you're dying, you're going to be dead within seconds. So I switched. I, I basically dropped the Templar. I haven't used the Templar since the end of Hell. I, I went with the Enchantress to begin with just because of her armor boost. Um, with the uh, 15% armor boost that you can get with her and the resistance boost as well. And uh, she has... Uh, she has that ability where she'll drop an AoE on the ground that will increase damage done to anything standing in it. So that, that was very useful, but like I said, I switched over to the Scoundrel and I really haven't looked back. <laughs> so I, I really like the Scoundrel, especially since I have a really good bow on him right now. He, he's not doing the, like, the 5,000 DPS that I've seen other followers do, where they can solo Act 1 Inferno by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, uh, 
yeah, but yeah, he he's pretty amazing. So that that's my answer. I've been switching off. Every time I go back to town, I'll probably pick another one <laughs> just to see what they say as you go through the dungeons or the land. You know, I'm kind of still doing that. But um, I've also done, like, if I'm doing a quest chain where Leia comes with you, uh -huh. she uses a bow. So she's got a ranged weapon. So from there, I'll probably pick the Templar. So I have another, like, you know, close-up melee fighter with me, um, especially if I'm playing the Barbarian. It just kind of depends. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't quite figured out situations yet where like it would be better to use the enchantress as opposed to the scoundrel because they're both ranged mm -hmm. so so far i've just been like switching off and seeing what they'll say you know seeing what little conversations they'll have and and that kind of thing and every time i go back to town to like sell stuff i'll pick up a different one and go back out and see what happens and my barbarian actually he uses the enchantress because she has a big two-handed mace that has like um I think it's like 991 DPS, and it's got it's got almost 200 intelligence on it as well. So I was like, wait, she can use a two-handed mace? Done. <laughs> so cool. So it, it's funny because like my barbarian's wielding a big, huge two-handed mace, and the enchantress is wielding something that looks exactly like it. So it's kind of like we're twin. So they match. Yeah, it's like we're brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. And I'm not sure yet, like, okay, you get the Templar right away, and anybody that played the beta, you've been with the Templar for a very long time, and you kind of know what that character is like, and you've probably heard a whole lot of his, uh, at least earlier... Glorious! Um, ...conversations and things like that. <laughs> yeah! I love how, with the Templar, I love how he finds a really big monster, and he gets all excited and rushes towards it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, can we find more of those? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's kind of... It's kind of a positive way of looking at, you know, getting attacked by a mob, I guess. You know, it's kind of cool. Um, I did not like the scoundrel at all when we first ran into him. <laughs> and I think that situation, you know, and I think everybody's run into him by now. But that's not a situation where you're going to like that character, right. you know. But that being said, he's kind of growing on me. He's funny. I like how um, he's funny. Uh, a lot of what he says is, is comical. I like the way uh, the Templar and the scoundrel will kind of, like, pick at each other verbally yep. in town. Yeah. Have you seen him do that? Yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, I'm not sure yet with the Enchantress. She seems a little ditzy. <laughs> you know? She does. Um, she asked my... I'm playing a female barbarian, and she asked my barbarian if women in my country always dress like that. And the barbarian is like, yeah, why? And she goes, oh, just wondering, and giggles. I'm like, are you 12? <laughs> you know? Yeah, she, she's a bit out there. She's so I, yeah. I'm kind of hoping she'll, like, get more interesting later on. Yeah, and she's always, you know, I, I have never seen such a monster or something, whatever <laughs> she says. Yeah, she's got kind of a different little accent, yeah. too. So, anyways, yeah. we have an email from Statman, and I will I will tackle this one. Dear Soul Train hosts. Well, I, don't, <laughs> I love I, it. That's a new one. <laughs> I don't think I have the voice to, to be worthy of that. But anyways... Oh, First, a yeah. quick thank you for, there we go, <laughs> for producing a great podcast that is geared for all players. It is a nice change of pace, especially for folks like me that have a two and a half commute, or I'm sorry, let me read that again, that commute two and a half hours a day. Oh. Yeah, I that's know that. not I fun. That. that sounds like a lot. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I drive while I work, so <laughs> that... <laughs> So you're always commuting. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it seems yeah. like old hat to me. But anyways, 
He continues, I had one lore and one gameplay question. First, the gameplay. Exactly how does the reduced level requirements work on an item and how do I best search the auction house for these? If I place a level restriction on the gear that I'm searching for, how does that impact the search on the auction house? For example, if I'm a level 30 demon hunter, how do I search for a bow with at least three levels of this? Do I search for bows of level 30 or 33? Or do I not put in a level requirement? Is this done for me when I when specifying that I'm looking for gear for this character? Any help would be appreciated. Thanks. Okay, now the lore. I played Diablo in Diablo 2 years and years ago. I have a memory of Decker Kane talking about a Roderick cube, but I don't remember anything about it. What was it? And why was Decker Kane always trying to put something into it or take something out of it? Um, I'm just gonna break it to you. Decker Kane kind of kind of likes uh, the stinkweed, but uh, okay. Anyways, um, also if uh, oh man, I'm gonna butcher this. Schroed, Schroed, Schrodinger. Yeah, Schrodinger's cat Schrodinger. was inside of Roger Cube. Would it be alive, dead, both, neither, undead, or would it be a demon kitty? With many thanks and appreciation, Statman. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was creative. Very creative. I have no clue about the last question that he asked because I don't even know what that. I might be able to cover that a little bit. Um, I know the Herodric Cube is—it's an actual object. If you read the book *The Order*, Diablo through the Order, um, it gets used a little bit in there, and it is something that you can put different different little items into and then they'll come out and it'll be something else that's presumably going to be better than what those three items was that went in. Um, that's what it is. I can't remember. I'd have to look up to see exactly what the origins of that thing are, you know? Um, but that's why he was putting things into it and taking things out of it. It's generally, you know, to get something better to come out. It's, it's not exactly a recycling kind of thing, you know, but I guess sort of. Schrodinger's cat, yeah. Uh, I think if you put Schrodinger's cat into the Herodric Cube while playing Diablo, any of the Diablo games, um, I think it would probably be undead and a demon kitty, and it would be like a quest and maybe a boss. That's what I think it would be. That sounds that sounds remarkably fun. No, it would just mm -hmm. lead you to Hello Kitty Island. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> it, it would be, uh, yeah, it'd be the second Whimsy Shire, except this time, exactly. except this time it'd be Hello Kitty themed. <laughs> Hello I, Deadly I, Kitty themed. <laughs> I I could go for yeah. that. That would oh, be fun. Boy. But um, okay, so yeah, the Roderick Cube. It was required because you had to t find the uh, what was it? The Roderick Staff and the the head of it. Oh my goodness, I'm totally butchering Yeah, the project, uh, the amulet. Yeah, yeah, to to transmute them so that you could then get into the, uh, oh my goodness, my, my memory, yeah, my memory's totally failing on this, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you needed that to get down to Duriel in Act 2. Yep. But yeah, it's a powerful artifact that um, was a transmutation device. I, I guess in some ways it's kind of like um, I, I I don't know if you would call it um, uh, oh my goodness I'm blanking on everything that I'm trying to think of right now this is not good for me um, we will just we will just keep going on I'll answer his first question and maybe by the time I finish answering that I will uh, I will think of what I was trying to think of um, so the gameplay question the reduced level requirements basically what it will do is it will take an item 
let, let's say let's say you get an item and it has a reduced level requirement of seven and normally you can equip it at you know like maybe 37 but with the reduced level requirements you can actually equip it at level 30 now what that means is you can use a, a weapon or a piece of armor with a much higher um, budget for the stats on it at a much you know much sooner than you'd normally be able to equip something for example my barbarian uh, when he hit level 53 he had a, a level 60 mace that he was able to equip that was like almost 700 DPS and he was able to equip that at level 53 because it had a reduced level requirement of 7 on it. The way that you search for those is pretty much basically what you would normally do. If, if you want to limit it to a very particular level range you can do that. You don't want to look for anything over your current level. As far as I know, the auction house will not, if you do not put in a level range, it will not pull up anything that you cannot actually equip uh, in terms of level requirements. So you you don't have to worry about the level range there. The only the only thing about that is it will also you know pull up everything that you know is much lower level for you to equip as well. With his example, if you wanted to find that bow, that's a level 33 bow with a level level reduced requirement of three you would actually search for it as a level 30 weapon not not as a level 33 weapon because I, if you were to search for a level 33 weapon you would conceivably be able to find a level 36 weapon that you can equip at level 33 I, I don't know if that makes it clearer for him but uh, yeah basically the reduced level requirements it's a little bit harder to find those on the auction house at a lower level I mean they pop up at the higher levels more frequently it just seems to appear more frequently but um i i guess that's all i got no, no you're absolutely right and i don't not every item has that though yeah uh, that's the other thing sometimes if you try to do a search for a certain item that doesn't uh, a piece of equipment that doesn't have that to begin with you can't even search for it yeah there there are certain thresholds where um the item budgets for weapons gets substantially better mm -hmm. like at level 60, obviously, is a threshold. Uh, I think level 54 is a threshold. I mm -hmm. don't don't quote me as uh, you know knowing exactly that that's true or not, but that sounds right. I kind of remember hearing something or reading something about that. But uh, like I said, I haven't had a whole lot of time. <laughs> I meant to do some research on that. Haven't had the chance to do that just yet. So sorry, sorry everyone. Nevik fail. But anyways. You know more than me on it, because I haven't messed with the auction house at all. So I, there's no way I could answer this one. So at least, hey, you're doing better than me with that. It's starting to sound to me like, from what I'm hearing you guys saying, because you're much farther in the game than I am, it sounds to me like you need the auction house to get really far in the game. But it also sounds to me like the auction house is like a giant math problem with more numbers than I can process. So now I'm kind of confused. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, the, the, main, the main thing that is a hindrance with the auction house is you can only search for three card criteria at any time and really need four really need four I don't know why they went forward with only three because uh, as I blogged earlier today um, I, I was trying to find a shield that would actually be an upgrade from what I was already had on my wizard so I, I was looking for critical hit chance intelligence and then I could only also search for vitality 
or for all resistance. I couldn't do both. So I had to pick one or the other and then, you know, mouse over every single one to see if it also had the other stats that I wanted on it. So that's one complaint I have with the auction house. But mm -hmm. for the most part, it's workable. I mean, it's, it's not the most ideal system, but with just the way that itemization is currently being handled in Diablo 3, it's, you know, I, I don't imagine that they could make it too much better without a complete overhaul. So we won't see an auction house upgrade, I don't imagine, for a while. It definitely won't be in 1.1. I, I can almost guarantee that, because that, what I've been reading um, from, all, you know, like, Netheria, or not Netheria, um, Bashiok and uh, Ladlira, that um, it, it's looking like 1.1, even though it's a ways off, is pretty much just going to be the PvP arena patch, and there will be some class balancing and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. It, it didn't sound like that the auction house UI, they, they agree that it needs improvements, but they currently don't have anything um, ready to share on you know, time frame on when they're going to address that issue. So, uh, it's going to be a while, folks. So, I don't know what else to say. You got it. So, we did get a ton of iTunes reviews because uh, these date back quite a ways. <laughs> they do, yeah. Uh, let's see. How many do we have? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven. So, we'll... We'll both tackle two. So, Jen, you want to you want to handle the first two, which are from Canadian store. I can do that. Yeah, they are both from the Canadian store, which is kind of cool. This one is from May first, and it's by Lucan, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he calls this uh, review "Love It" and gave us five stars. And he says this podcast is awesome, not overly serious, but you can really tell these guys love the Diablo series. Keep it up, guys. And then the other one from the Canadian store was on May seventh. And uh, that one is by Sandwich Bowl, which is an awesome name. And uh, he has titled this review as Made for Everyone. He's given us five stars. And Sandwich Bowl says, This is a good cast. Has some technical talk. Has some humor. Worth listening to. Oh, thanks. And I'll take the next three, and then, Brasia, I'll let you wrap up the uh, last last couple um our next one is from the rest are from the united states or the u.s store just because um it's one thing i really wish apple would fix is uh, just unify the the store reviews please please apple if you're listening even though i know you aren't please it would make all of our podcasting lives easier anyways um this one is from glenn b it is a three-star review take it or leave it not a horrible show, not a great show. Audio quality is well done. The hosts are enthusiastic, but their knowledge base is weak at best. If they spent more time with research, I think they could move to four stars. Less babbling and more factual info would be a good start. We're sticking with in hopes it'll get better. Well, thanks, Glenn. I don't think we ever intended to be, you know, your be-all, end-all source of information on Diablo 3 because we are more of a community-focused podcast. But, you know... We, we do, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a blithering idiot but, or anything like that. And, but, uh, you know, we, we do this out of the out of out of the passion of our own hearts. So, you know, so we, we get busy. You know, this this isn't our day job. So we, we don't have the time to research all the time. So I, I'm, I'm sorry if sometimes we, you know, don't get everything 100 percent right. But, you know, that's just that's just who we are. We're all human, right? 
And our next review is from Sinjira. Uh, great show, five stars. I really enjoy listening to the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you. And our next one is from Mike M65. It's titled Error 37 Rage, five stars. <laughs> Keep up the diabolical podcast. I like the fact that you're not afraid to mention other podcasts I listen to as well while I'm at work, he, referring to other podcasts that he listens to. That's when he yeah. listens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've always felt with podcasting, you know, this isn't Highlander. There can be more than one, and it's okay to mention them and, you know, let people know about other shows they might be interested in. Too. Oh, yeah. And actually, we only had six, so... Oops. Sorry, Bridget, you only get one. Aw, snap. <laughs> That's okay. Um... <laughs> This one is by Spiffy Fitz on June 12th. Uh, awesome show, five stars. Love the coverage these guys have of all their adventures in the world of Sanctuary. I feel like I'm part of a group when I listen to their show. I would highly recommend the show to anyone who is playing Diablo 3. Keep up the great work, dudes, and do that. <laughs> yeah, no, we appreciate <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> the, the um, iTunes reviews, and you know, just keep... Re- remembering that we put out a regular show every other week or we try to stick to that schedule sometimes life happens right but also in the meantime we try to put out other shows where we're getting together with people who are either fans of the show or fans of diablo uh and we jump together and play and talk about the game talk about things we're doing and that's more of just kind of an extra it's like you what you do when you go on youtube and you see somebody who has maybe had the show but then they also have additional material out there about games that they play you know i'm just saying just take it for what it is for community podcast we enjoy what we're doing we're having fun with the game we hope you're having fun with the game and it's a game don't take it too seriously and I, i've been noticing a trend where a lot of people are starting to you know like uh, their interest is starting to wane in diablo and the main thing that i would say if you know if you're starting to feel a little burnt out on diablo shake it shake it up you know try a different kind of build try a different class you know maybe what you originally rolled with is getting a little stale and you just need something a little different uh, you know if you play a ranged class go with melee if you're playing as melee go with ranged you know or if you're playing as a ranged class take your ranged class and turn it into a melee class or well maybe close combat is more appropriate but you know there it, there are ways to enjoy this game that are just beyond you know playing the de facto way of playing the game so I love alternative style builds, so <laughs> that that's that's where I you know that's that's where I I excel at. Well, maybe not excel, but that that's where I get my most enjoyment out of the game is just playing as builds that aren't really intended <laughs> to be effective, but they work. And the other thing people can try if they're playing by themselves the whole time, um, you know, get into a group game or find one of your friends that's got your battle tag or come find one of us and jump in. And that might be more fun to play with someone and go through it that way as opposed to just playing it by yourself, you know, or vice versa. If all you've been doing is playing with other people, try it solo. And, you know, you'll get like to have like the followers come with you and have them talk to you and say all these goofy things. And there's a lot of variety you can, you know, mess around with if you want to. Also, if you have been playing co-op and you haven't played solo, make sure you um, upgrade your followers' equipment. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very good point, yeah. Because otherwise they're not going to be worth a whole lot. And then you're going to be like, man, this follower thing is worthless. I'm just going to go back straight to co-op. But uh, yeah, join join us on Mumble. Yeah, The Mumble server isn't always populated all the time, but you know... During the week, especially, it's it's hard to you know get people together. But 
you know, every now and then we're on there. Lantonio's on there quite a bit. So, yeah, join us on Mumble. Being able to talk about the game while you're playing the game definitely makes the game a lot more enjoyable, in, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we, we have a few things left. Um, I, I think I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh, we, we've been toying around with an idea for a new contest and I, I think we're just going to go with this because it ties into a link that Jen is Jen has um, put into the show notes. We are going to do another contest for a strategy guide. This one is going to be pretty simple. We're going to make it um, just take a screenshot, you know, an epic Diablo 3 screenshot, of course, because everything has to be epic and the, you know, the best screenshot will win the, win the, the strategy guide. Um, but uh, Jen, Jen posted a link where where you can find your screenshots if you're playing on a Mac. If you're playing on a Windows PC, more than likely you'll find it in your documents, and then there will be a folder called Diablo 3 and screenshot folder inside of that. And that's where you can find it for your Windows operating systems. Yeah, it's a lot easier on Windows. With Mac, it seems like by default the screenshot folder is actually hidden. Oh, awesome. Like, it's by default, so you have to do... I'll post a link, because it's going to be a lot easier than explaining it all in here. But, um, you know, and I don't... You know, I'm sure not everybody listening is using a Mac and cares, you know? Right. <laughs> but um, it's... Yeah, there's uh, stuff you could do to work around that, but you can't... Like, it's... For some reason, by default, that screenshot folder is hidden. Awesome. Like, you can't go dig it up. You know, it's awesome. It's a really good plan. But I got this to work. Um, Sean helped me a lot with it because um, it just seemed like a good idea to have someone help me with that. And I now have my screenshots from when I was playing the beta and was trying to take screenshots and seeing where they will go. So I was so excited because I have a screenshot of when you beat the Skeleton King and it says you have beaten the Diablo 3 beta. And I was like jumping up and down. I'm like, oh my god, I found it! I have this. I was just super excited. Yeah, I was I was wondering about that tweet earlier today. I was like, wait, did this just you know randomly pop out of the you know the ether and just? Well, it kind of did, you know. <laughs> it popped out of the ether of the hidden screenshot folder somewhere in my Mac, and um, I was really excited about it because I really wanted a screenshot of that. You know, it was like the thing everybody you know talked about oh you've reached the end of the beta start over again and then when we you know started playing the game when it went live the three of us were all talking about how we beat skeleton king and we're like where's that where's the thing that says you beat the beta you know popping up and i have the screenshot it just it made my day so there we are Yeah. so our screenshot contest for the strategy guide will end on uh, july 27th that that will more than likely be our record night for episode 20 so you'll have until approximately 8 p.m pacific daylight time to get your screenshots in uh you can just include that as an attachment in an email um to make everything simpler for everybody just uh send it as more or less a blank email with just the the subject of the email being screenshot contest that that'll just make it nice and simple for for us to uh, keep track of everything so there you go yeah it'll be fun so send us your best one find something good yeah so we have a couple of other links uh our good friend ro if you listen to the end of our show of episode 18 we went into major major spoiler territory and uh and talked about his um his feelings about about the game overall from a story perspective well he went in more depth 
went a little more in depth with his uh, his critique of the overall story, and uh, we will include a link to his blog post where he goes into Act One specifically. Um, he's planning on doing a blog post, I guess, for each act more than likely. He only has Act One up so far, but uh, I imagine it won't be too long before he has Act Two up, and then Act Three, and so on. So, yeah, it's a good read, and. Uh, it's also a good time to remind everybody to go um, go back and read Matthew Rossi's um, dissertation on on his thoughts of the, of the game <laughs> in the storyline because I still think that there is a lot of ground that Blizzard can cover with Diablo three and we'll be like we we can't see the forest you know through the trees right now but when we get to the end it'll all make sense and we'll be like oh how could we have ever doubted Blizzard but. There have also been times where, you know, Blizzard does pretty standard fantasy, st- you know, storylines. I just really hope Tucker doesn't come back as a ghost. Really, really hope that there's no <laughs> Jedi Force <laughs> entity thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And also, they're, um, over on Diablo Fans, um, one of their users uh, posted a, a, st- a, st- a statistical effect of Magic Find. Um, like, basically just by you know pure math essentially um how magic find affects what you find the reader oh my goodness i'm gonna have to click the link so that i can get the uh get the name of the person but uh they basically went into uh what what they were doing was they were taking um the treasure goblins and you know with nephilim valor and, and basically recording everything that they dropped well they recorded their magic find at the time and everything and and just you know extrapolated how effective magic find and what thresholds at which you know are best thresholds to be carrying with magic find and stuff like that it's a it's a lot of numbers so jen maybe it's gonna go right over my head yeah (laughs) if you're into that kind of thing i highly recommend looking at it it's really really good in-depth analysis you know something that i definitely would not be able to well i don't have the time that that's more than anything i don't have the time to do that kind of research and you know a collation of information and just oh it's so much work (laughs) so so you don't have to because somebody did yep and other than that um we don't really there's not really a whole lot of news to talk about um the uh i mean we pretty much already covered the news just by reading the emails but uh Oh yeah, actually this is good news. Uh, the profiles will be coming soon. This was brought up, um, came out of uh, Comic-Con, I believe. Actually, I believe it's already live in Europe. I think I remember seeing that on Diablo Inc. Gamers, that uh, that the profile, at least maybe the beta version of it, is already live on the European website. Mm-hmm. But it looks looks really sweet. I, I can't wait. Uh, that would be nice. Yeah. So, I think that's quite a show for everybody. So, thank you everyone for listening to episode 19 of the Shattered Soulstone podcast. We are a Dawn Forge production. We would like to thank Medros for hosting our show. Um, you can read the show blog or listen to the show archives at shatteredsoulstone.com, and uh, you'll probably see me go into uh, um, talking about that thing that I talked about earlier in the show. <laughs> As soon as he remembers what it was. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, you can find us on Twitter. The show account is at Shattered Stone. I'm at Nevik James. Brazia's at the underscore Brazia. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. We have a presence on Facebook and Google+. 
But most importantly, we cannot do this show without you, the listeners. So please, please send in your contributions, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulStone.com. Until next time, for me, for Jen, and for Brasia, uh, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go drink some red, red wine again. Smash everything. Jen now loves Barbarian. She's queen of smash. Welcome to episode 19 of the Shattered Soulstone. Your Diablo... <laughs> Your Diablo community podcast. It is Friday... Oh my goodness. All right, let's try this again. Sorry, Sean. This has been a presentation of Dawnforge, copyright 2012. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com. <laughs>